Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the Huffy Hologram himself, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. WTF is exactly what you should be thinking when you think about the trumpet. WTF is the perfect exclamation when you need the perfect information about the trumpet. And WTF is not only the best acronym in the trumpet business, it's home to all sorts of great stuff to make your trumpeting life better. Videos, blogs, lists, and of course, the Open Bell podcast. So head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and say, WTF. And by the National Trumpet Competition. Since 1992, the National Trumpet Competition has provided performing opportunities, master classes, exhibition concerts, historic and commercial exhibits, and an educational supportive environment for nearly 3,000 students. Nearly 100 artist faculty members come from universities and symphony orchestras around the nation to donate their time and talents to judge these fine young players. And NTC has also featured world-class artists such as Canadian Brass, Maynard Ferguson, Phil Smith, Tim Morrison, Jens Lindemann, Alan Vizzuti, and a host of others, many of whom waive their considerable fees to support NTC. And now you have an opportunity to support NTC as well through a new initiative called The Friends of NTC. Please visit nationaltrumpetcompetition.org, that's nationaltrumpetcomp.org, if you would like to consider supporting the next generation of trumpeters. The Open Bell podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things and no offense. We use these segments to hone, handle, and harbor information that we believe is happening for hammering trumpet hangs. No offense to you personally, Brian. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by Chop Saver, that perfect all-natural lift treatment created by the one and only Danny Wizbang Gosling. Oh, my. <laughs> the next time you find yourself in Birmingham in need of some lift treatment, find yourself some Chop Saver before that peaky blinders find you. Wow, the accent. Well done. Well. You went to, for the accent. Go to yes, chopsaver.com and I tell them. I can't believe he went for the accent. <laughs> the Shelbys. Speaking That's of your Brits, favorite. Speaking of Brits who hate everyone, cheers, Brian. What do you have for us? I'm here. Holy moly. (laughs) Okay, so so this week I have a question about uh, coronet cadenzas. And you could, I guess, you could extend it to other instruments. (laughs) Any cadenzas? You mean like trumpet? Yeah, like Uh, maybe trumpet. Because this is a trumpet trumpet podcast. That's why. I don't know why you'd extend it to trumpet because they can't play cadenzas. But so my question is. We just um, did an entire episode on the Artunian trumpet concerto at which we discussed at length the cadenza. Perhaps the most famous cadenza. We we do have updates. We need to get into the updates. But you wanted to go with cornet cadenzas first. Yeah, cornet cadenzas. So um, do you have some overriding principles that apply to cadenzas and how you teach them and how you play them? Overriding musical musical principles. Or do you just let people, you know, throw chance to the wind and... Throw caution. <laughs> leave like chance leaving, to the wind. I like to leave chance to the wind. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an episode, not a warming up question. <laughs> this might be an entire episode, Maybe. but I'll give you the short answer, and then Bill can can uh, tell me why I'm wrong. Okay. <laughs> I actually have been very, very, very free with what students want to do with cadenzas, and I'll tell you uh, one story which led me in this direction. There was a student here years ago that had studied with Ed Cord, and he and Ed just did not 
could not get on the same page. So Ed talked to me about the student and said, you should take him. So I took him, and he was very interested in electronic music and modern music and stuff, but he's a, a performance major here. And I said, listen, all of that's great. I do think there's some things, you know, trumpet-wise, you need to know how to play the trumpet, and there is some of the trumpet literature you should at least be aware of. So I will make you a deal. You play the Haydn trumpet concerto on your junior jury, your junior recital, and you can do whatever you want on the cadenza because that's yours. Nice. And so on his hearing, he played the first movement of one of the things on his hearing. We, we listened to about 20 minutes of the recital on the hearing two weeks before to make sure you're prepared. And he played the first movement and Ed was there. And the in the uh, cadenza, he decided to use some electronics and some other <laughs> kind of crazy stuff. Yes. And he went... <laughs> All, he went, if you keep going out right left out. field and just keep going, that's the corn. Like another universe out there. <laughs> and Ed looked at me and said, you okayed this? And I said, I made him a deal that if he could play the Haydn well, then the cadenza is his expression, and I'm going to let him go. And he said, nice. Okay, fair enough. But he did the work. And so at that, that point, it is about the musician's individual expression. And I even decided, well, we're not playing the same instrument. We're not, why not be more free when it comes to the cadenza part of it? I like Th that. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah too. Yeah. Uh, Brian, do you have a reaction to that or are you? Yeah. I mean, the the Haydn cadenzas, I mean, at Haydn's cadenzas and that cadenza those times were really kind of out anyway. So, yeah, I'm fine with giving some students some leeway. I have some principles of cadenzas, you know, mm -hmm. I want them to be able to they're generally sections in a cadenza and I would like them to tie them all together to make a one big statement. Um, and coming in and out of fermatas, I think sometimes students get the inflection wrong or um, don't know what quite what to do with the coming out of a, a fermata. So I have some ideas about that. Yeah. You no, know, but go ahead, Bill, you were going to, well, to me, everything is a cadenza. I think we know that. <laughs> there oh, it is. That's um, right. Oh, there I should have known. I use right. the concept of cadenza to teach a lot of things, but I'm with Joey on this, and that typically printed cadenzas are those are off the table for me because I think this is a chance to be creative and to do your own thing, and that that comes from my experience when I we, we talked about this recently of winning the concerto competition on the Artunia, and the orchestra guy wouldn't rent the parts, so I had to do Haydn. But my teacher made it really interesting because we we wrote my cadenzas wrote, together. Wrote your cadenza, yeah. And so since then, I realized the value of that, and I I'm open to doing something entirely different. But, so if you're teaching Clark Bride of the Waves. Like oh. there's those little incidental ones and things like that that I think are part of the history. It's, it's, the thing about the cornet stuff is I think it's more historical in nature, so I'm probably yeah. likely to stay closer to it. And the yep. smaller okay. ones that are printed as part of the music, I do generally say let's yeah. learn those and learn those how they go. But if you're talking about creating your own and, and a larger work, I do agree. I want you to make one overarching musical statement so that it's not just like, we're off to the races and we're going to be out there for 15 minutes creating a whole nother thing. And then, oh, by the way, we're going to come back in cadence in one and it doesn't make any musical sense. Yeah, it needs to be one musical statement that then brings the bring that movement to a conclusion or where, or gets us back to where we're supposed to be. But okay. other than that, I'm pretty free flowing with this. Yep. yep. All right. Totally free. Cool. Thank All you right. for that. I appreciate it. Joey, what do you have? Gentlemen, have I got a story for you? Oh, here we go. Oh, no. 
All right, so last week, uh, as as happens on a semi-regular basis here in Bloomington, we've had some major orchestras come here and visit and do a little mini-residency. Uh, Cleveland was making it a part of it every other year on their way down to Florida. Minnesota's been down here a few times. And last week, we had the pleasure of hosting the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Great so, band. Yeah, great, absolutely. So they came mm -hmm. in and... Uh, uh, a lot of the players did master classes for us on one night, and then their conductor came in and they did some side-by-side -side work with one of our student orchestras as well. So uh, very excited to check out the concert on Friday night. Now, Friday at about 4 o'clock, uh, John Rommel and I, one of my, my trumpet colleagues here, we were getting ready to do a brass department meeting. And it was about 10 after 4, and my phone rang, and it was the personnel manager from the St. Louis Symphony. Now, uh -huh. I've played, as you guys know, I've played a lot of pops and special concerts with them before. So I do have a relationship with them, but certainly nothing that rose to this. Joey, are you in Bloomington right now? I said, <laughs> I am. I am, Keisha. What do you need? And she said, well, we're hoping that you might be able to help us out and play our concert tonight at 8 o'clock. So in less than four hours. Less than four hours away. And I said, wow, what would you need me to play? Because my thought at first is, well, whatever they're playing, I would everyone would slide up and I'd come in and play third or fourth or whatever they need. No, 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 no. Uh, the first piece we're going to be playing is this piece uh, written by uh, James Lee III called Chupshaw, uh, Harriet's Drive to Canaan. Uh, we need you to play principal on that. And then we're also doing the <laughs> Gershwin Piano Concerto, and uh, Tom Drake's going to be playing first on that, and he would like an assistant, so you play assistant on that. And I said, wow, I don't know that first piece. And she says, yeah, that's not surprising. Um, I don't think it's performed a, a ton, at least yet. Uh, I said, well, what time's the concert? Eight o'clock concert. What are you guys wearing? Uh, suit and tie. I said, okay, listen, I'm going into a meeting for the next two hours. I'd be happy to do it. But, you know, I'm not going to be there any earlier. I'm just going to be there when I get there, of course. So I walked into the hall at about 7.30. I had just enough time after my brass department meeting to go home, change clothes, make myself a quick little sandwich, come back, pack up my horns, and walk down the street. So I walk in and... Uh, and this is the first time you've seen the music, right? It's I'm on not, the stand. I don't know. that They they did email me the part, but I was in a meeting. and It wasn't yeah, like yeah. I had time to really look at it. Um, <laughs> so uh, Austin, who's the interim uh, second uh, for this year, past couple of years, he's been there. He was sitting on the stage. I sat down and said, so what are we doing here tonight? And he talked me through the part. Mike Walk nice. came out and he says, hey, make sure you take a look while we do this here. And the the principal trombone Tim came out and said, hey, listen, the 5-8, it might be Mark 2-3, but they're all 3-2 because it has some odd time signature stuff that goes through. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, I go back and I find Tom and I said, uh, he's like, oh, thanks for coming out. I'm like, is your part marked well? Because when you play assistant, you want to make sure you know where to play, where not to play. Yes. And he says, the part is marked great. I said, great, mm -hmm. thank you, no problem. So, uh, you know, sat down on stage and we did open with the Ukrainian national anthem. They had an arrangement of that mm. for us that they wanted to uh, send some good wishes that way. Um, and I sat down and went, all right, here we go. So this <laughs> is where we get to that part of why do we practice? Why do we prepare? Yeah. Why do you need to have your transposition? Why is sight reading important? Why are all of these things? Because here it is. I have, this is literally no notice. Mm -hmm. Like I got this yeah. phone call and the next available thing I could do is go home, change clothes, come back, sit down, and I'm going to play the concert. And I'm, <laughs> this is the concert that is not only with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, but in Bloomington, where a ton of my colleagues are in the audience. And yeah, students. Right. And your <laughs> and students, students are there. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. One of my freshmen came into her lesson this morning and said, 
so I have a question. I was there and I couldn't really see anything. But then at the end of the first piece, you stood up. <laughs> so um, because at the end of the piece, you know, as is customary in, in orchestra settings, there are solo bows. If, you, if you're featured in that piece, they will often give you some recognition. Oh, so nice. there's a big oboe solo and there's a big contrabassoon solo. And then the conductor made dead eye contact with me, gave me a little nod and gave me a wave. Like, as a, I think it's just a thank you for coming sight reading the concert with us. Yeah. Uh, and the orchestra is very nice uh, uh, and, and complimentary. Um, and I said, right, here's what happened. Uh, and so I've told my, some of my friends and even my colleagues, and they said, wait, so wait, you just sight read principal trumpet with a real orchestra on the concert. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And this but is that, like, we've seen that part. You sent us that part. I did send you yeah. the part afterwards. It's yeah. not easy. There's no, a lot of stuff in that part. There's a lot kind. of stuff in there. And not only that, there's a lot of rep that you might expect to know. Like if they sure. called and said, oh, we're doing this overture. We're doing overture to Candide, you know, or, hey, we're playing sure. Beethoven 5 tonight. There's a certain expectation that as an orchestral trumpet player that you would just know this lit. This piece is not one of those pieces. Not on that list. This is not a piece that anybody just knows. So I had never seen it before. I'd never heard it before. I'm like, all right, let's go. So uh, luckily at intermission, uh, I, I walked backstage and uh, the personal manager, she came and found me and said, thanks so much for helping us out. He's very happy. Now, this was the funny part for me. Nice. I had never really considered the conductor's happiness. No offense to either of you personally. <laughs> like I was sitting there thinking yeah. to myself, Hot meat I, want to, I want to do a good job. Uh, I want to do the best job I can. And I, I, I think of it as helping out the trumpet section because right. i'm just so i just think of it like hey the trumpet section needed help i will help out the trumpet section they are my people right. but of course there's an orchestra there and an audience there and there's a it's a pretty big show you know <laughs> and then i i just need to say this one more thing and then i will let go of this story but it's a it's a very good story still awesome um, i did get to so then tom drake comes out and we're going to play the gershwin piano concerto and you know i'm sure the pianist was great yeah sure great there's a lot of really nice, delicate, mm -hmm. isolated, good trumpet solo stuff in there. And Tom Drake sounded like a million dollars. And that's yep. where I had the best seat in the house. Right. I am sitting next to Tom going, wow, that's cool. So That guy I got can to, play. That guy can play. But also just to be right next to him as he's making those things happen, you know, creating those solos, which were lovely and, and beautiful. So I actually uh, got to enjoy myself, one, by... Uh, you know, sight reading a concert with St. Louis, and then two by sitting right next to Tom as he made some great music. It was very cool on both ends. You you Beautiful. actually practiced what you preach, right? Say yes, and then go do the gig, and then figure it out. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Exactly. That's Just say great. yes, and then make it work. But then also have the confidence to walk in and say, "All right, I can do this." I looked at the part. Are, are there any notes there I can't play? Well, no, I can play all these notes. And it is written <laughs> up to on a B flat trumpet part uh, to high D sharp. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, well, I can play all these notes. Any rhythms I can't play? No, these I can it's, do those. Any intervals funny, I can right? play? I can play that. When you look at it that way, right? I've played all these rhythms. I've played all these notes. I mean, not in this particular order. Right. But I have played all these notes. <laughs> but not only that, but, but have your transposition you know. well, because generally I thought, well, this is an orchestral part. I should really play this on C trumpet, and even though it's a B-flat trumpet, it's written. And mm -hmm. there's some double sharps and awkwardly notated things, but I'm not worried about the transposition of going a step down. That's the right horn to play for that. Yeah. So that's the, the choice I made wasn't based on what's easiest, but what's the right horn for the job. Great. Right. So, yeah, I did practice what I practiced. That's fascinating. And, right. and, and maybe, you know, let's not get lost in this. The conductor was happy. I <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Wagger. Wagger. All right. Enough Wagger. bragging Wagger for alert. me. All right. All right. Yeah, Phil, what do you got I, for us today? Far less eventful weekend, yet just as nerve wracking, perhaps, because I had 
four students give recitals this oh, weekend. Oh, right. Oh, what? it is recital season. More, it's recital more season. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to, to sit there helplessly as that, that all happens. But, man, I was so happy. And, you know, I've talked about some of these students here. A couple standouts for me. Um, well, James played a great recital. You just visited with James for a moment Absolutely. before we got on here. And he he was lights out. It was great. Um, Caitlin, you know, you know Caitlin. Yeah, she, of course. course. She actually, she did a fancy more did than she once. Do a fancy? She wow. did her own fancy. Wow. It was great. She did. It was such a great thing for her. And first recital she's ever done. And it was super exciting. So... Good Excellent. shout out to her. That's good to but hear. But that's not really what I wanted to talk about. Oh, here uh, we go. What I you just did talk about it. I mean, it was a Chris more of a mention. In com- it was Mentioning sort of a, is talking. You, Can you, you mention might say something it, without talking about it? It was a transition from what you talked about to what I wanted to talk about. But, which is talking. Right. We're still talking, but that's how we get there. It's a podcast. Anyway, <sighs> this weekend, coming weekend, National Trumpet Competition, back in person, live, up and running at the University of Delaware. Right? There it Gonna is. Be Go Blue Hens. Great. Yeah, so all back together, all the trumpet ensemble, March Madness is happening, and all the solo divisions, and uh, there will be live stream stuff, so if you can't, you know, I mean, obviously, this is we're going we're gonna to be posting this after the fact, but, man, I'm excited about uh, the NTC stuff out there, and all that stuff will be archived, so you'll be able to drop in on and check out some incredible performances. So, Absolutely. Chris Underwood hosting, right? Yeah, Chris is hosting, yep. yep. Yeah, front row. Front row yeah. guy. Ghostly Hens is going to be great. It should be cool. Oh, front. Oh, man. Did you guys just I go subtly? Oh, yeah. Thing on you. Oh, yeah. yeah he's right He's right there. Yeah, but you he's have bigger pro- You got bigger things to worry work. about than our cornet language. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I got to Today. Uh-oh, no. Joey mm-hmm. Jeopardy. I got a round of Jeopardy locked and loaded for you boys today. Oh, no. Are you ready no. for the categories? Hold on. I uh, got to find my right. buzzer first. This is going to take a few minutes. This takes forever. The categories are technically speaking. These are questions about various techniques on the trumpet. Okay. Category number 2, Jean the Baptiste. See what I did there? These are questions about the Arben book. <laughs> Religious questions wow. about the Arben book. <laughs> he was a very religious man. He was a very religious man. Uh, I, I have to leave this one in haiku tukutu because it's become a, you know, Joe, I think it's Joey's favorite thing that we it's do. It's a crowd favorite. It's a crowd favorite. Uh, the next category, four-letter words. And I think this is self-explanatory. Are they actually four-letter words? Yeah, there are four-letter words. They're words Perfect. that are made up of four letters. Which uh, I know the trend today is five, but... Yeah. We're going to go old school. Oh, okay. And finally, duets. So before and after. Combinations of famous people, places, and things, duets. What's the first one again? Uh, technically, technically speaking. Weren't you paying attention? It's about trumpet techniques. He was looking for his buzzer. I still can't find my buzzer. And to be clear, Jean the Baptiste is a question about the Arben book, not to be confused with the Arben Challenge, which is usually nothing to do with the Arben book. Nothing either, to do with right. parts of the Arben, the Arben book. book. Hold on. Right. All right. All right, I'm ready. There it now. is. All right, Joey, cue that cheesy trumpet bumper, and let's go. It's time for Jeopardy. All right, Joey, I'm assuming you won last time, so where would you like to start? Hey, wait like, a minute. I would like to assume that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 go right to the top left of the board, technically speaking, for one, Te- please. Technically speaking, for 100. So there's a board? Name for that technique <laughs> that has you sliding from one part of the horn to another. Brian. What's a lip slur? Uh, no. 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 Joey. Glissando. What is it, glissando? Glissando, right. <sighs> Brian knew as soon as he 
yep. said it. As I said it. All right. Great. Where Let's are we going? Go, uh, technically this is a problem. speaking for two, please. Technically speaking for 200. When it's just too fast to use all T's in a row. Joey. What is multiple tongue? Multiple tonguing is correct. There See, this is easy. You guys are Tec killing this. Technically, I think we're being set up. <laughs> yes, no, I'm pretty sure we are. Technically speaking, for three, please. For 300, technically speaking. Sometimes in jazz ensembles, we have to play a note and then add a sweet little ascending tail at the end. <laughs> Joey. What is a doit? A doit, yes. Yes. I like the doits. <laughs> technically speaking, for four, please. Oh technically my speaking, for 400. A fast, repetitive undulation on a single note without using the valves. Joey. What is vibrato? Yeah. Mm, it could be, but that's not what I was going for. I know I didn't word it. But very that well. is if we're gonna go to the judges on the commercial, I'm gonna get my four hundred out of this. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'll get I'll right? give you vibrato. Yeah. I'll save what? this. I'll save my other answer for another time. I'll give you vibrato. I knew I didn't word it very well. Wow. So you're not happy with how you wrote it? <laughs> I'm not happy with how I wrote it. I'm not even happy with how you answered it, but we'll move I'm on. I'm very happy with how I answered it. <laughs> let's, let's finish yeah. off the category, please, for five, right, man. 500. Nick Marchione made this technique famous in his now famous video discussing... Oh, <laughs> what Joey? is the cha? Uh, the art of the cha, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, as long as we're... Let's just that keep rolling. That was easy. Let's keep, keep rolling. rolling. Let's go right to Jean the Baptiste. Jean the Baptiste. For one, please. For 100. A very religious man. In the preface to his 1894-1936 editions, J.B. Arvin admits it's strange to undertake the defense of this instrument. Oh, Brian. What is the cornet? Yes. Come on. <laughs> he beat me in on that one. All right. It For 200. Strange. Yeah. John the Baptiste, John the Baptiste for, 200. for 200. This person wrote the preface to the 1982 edition of the Arvin Complete Conservatory Method for Trumpet. Oh, Joey. Who's Claude Gordon? Yes. Nice. Wow. Killing. Well done. Jean the Baptiste for three, please. Jean the Baptiste for 300. You listen to me. <laughs> After the introduction, first studies, and slurs, this topic of study comes next. Uh, slurs. Isn't that what is Joey. syncopation? No. Yeah. I'm sorry, it is not. It is. Nope. Brian. What is articulation? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Cut out. <laughs> it isn't articulation no. stuff. No. What is it? There's my book. It's scales. No, there's articulation before page 59. There's syncopation. Slurs. First right. studies, slurs, scales. I'm angry All right, now. folding. Next. Let's go for four. On the Baptiste for 400. Under the heading rhythmic figures, what is the number of the first of these studies? Somebody was just singing it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's um, crazy, right? Uh, like you can see it in your head. I can take a guess. Uh, Joey? What is 15? Oh, you're so close. Yeah. Damn it. I what Brian. is nine? What is nineteen? Nineteen, yes. Yeah. Brian for the Brian score. On it from All right, downtown. For, for, for five hundred. <laughs> Jean the Baptiste for five hundred. This is the title of the very first study under the heading "The Art of Phrasing." Oh, uh, oh my gosh, Joey! That's shameful. What is Robin Adair? Yes, yes, that's what it is. Well done, Robin Adair. Is. Wow, way to sweep that category, sort of. I didn't. All right. 
I didn't. In fact, we split that category. <laughs> yeah, did. Um, well done. Let's. I, I want to save haiku. Let's go to four-letter words for one. Oh, four-letter okay. words for a hundred. <laughs> no such thing as a great one, but if the stickers are off, you stand a chance. <sighs> Joey, what is mute? Mute. There you go. I mute, like it. Mute there is a four-letter word. Mutes. All right. Let's yeah. go to uh, four-letter words for two. Four-letter words for 200. This name is associated with some of the most angelic music in the world and also the root of all trumpet evil. The root of angelic? Brian? Who is Bach? Yes. Oh. <laughs> There's no evil with Bach. Yeah, the Bach 7C. Oh, the 7C. But that's Brian Vincent, knew. not Johann Sebastian. Doesn't matter. The answer is Bach. <laughs> now I'm mad. Mm-hmm. I'm angry now. <laughs> for 300. The C was for angry. 300. Four-letter words for 300. That Joey once played five of these on this very show. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Four-letter word? I love that you chimed in with one. <laughs> and you can't answer the question, even though you know that's the answer. Uh, wait, but oh, it, so is good. dub C a four-letter word? Dub C is a four-letter word. Yes, it is. Well done. That's, that's not one word. I'm objecting to the category. So you don't want the points? I'll take the points and 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 file official objection. Four-letter words for four. For four hundred. This is a four-letter word for most trumpet players, but it's always Bill's preference. Joey? What is slur? Yes. <laughs> I'm very good. pleased. It took me a second to get well there. Well done. I took, the, I took the road, but it's there. I'm very, I'm very Let's proud of you Let's finish it off for five. 500, four-letter words. The perfect blend of trumpet and cornet. He was the man in New York City. The perfect blend of oh cornet gosh, and I trumpet? This would be right out of the shoots that you would get this. Say and I really again. thought you would get it and not Brian. <laughs> Brian's the perfect going in. blend of trumpet and cornet. He was the man in New York City. Who is Phil? He's, yes, Phil. Oh. <laughs> wow. I actually thought of saying I actually thought of saying Vincent Bach again, but that had already been there because no. he made both. <laughs> right. He was in New York for a long time. Yeah. Phil Smith. Phil. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Phil Smith, but Phil Smith is certainly good. That's right. And he is the perfect blend of trumpet and cornet. All right. All right, boys. Right. Haiku, tuka, two, or duets? Let's before go to after. duets. Before and after. Really? Duets, duets for 100. Duets for 100. Before and after. Duets. <laughs> Muted and plungered while shopping for high-end luxury furniture. <laughs> Muted. What? Say I that again? <laughs> I don't understand and, any of that. Muted and plungered. Muted and plungered while shopping for high-end luxury furniture. You guys aren't going to get this. I no, I'm not. You can't no get shot. even the muted and plungered part? No, I don't know what that means. Cootie Williams. This is Cootie Williams Sonoma. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's wow. funny, but that's there's awesome. no way we're getting that. You wouldn't get Cootie Williams for the plungered harmon, the, the pixie mute with well, the plunger it, you, on it? It wasn't oh, clear right. whether that was going to be a player or is that going to be a technique? Well, but when i hear muted and plungered i cootie williams pops into my head not the yeah, uh, yeah evidently you sure <clears throat> cootie williams sonoma <laughs> concerto for cootie come on all right where are we Brian, going you're up what are we going next oh let's go to um what is it haiku tukutu haiku tukutu for 100 
He made vintage one, then ventured out on his own. Uses cool spit valves. Who is Fred Powell? Fred Powell, that's right. Wow. Yeah. All in haiku. Uh, Fred, now we have a Fred haiku. Exactly. And he's got those Saturn water keys. If you really want to make Fred mad, all you have to do is go up and say, hey, how do I use these? Because <laughs> they're exactly. the most simple thing ever. And it's it amazing is. how many people can't figure it out. And the way he designed it, you can, you know, you operate them both at the same time. Right. You can just reach yeah, down with one hand, knock on both hand, the, the main tuning slide and the third slide. So they work great. And all you have to do is say, I don't get it. Like, what do I do? Or say, right, can you make me one with a regular awesome. spit valves on it? Can we uh, haiku tuku two for two, please? Sure, haiku tuku two for 200. He went the distance, but it was in the UK. He's still kind of blue. He this is a little bit the, layered up. He so went you're the gonna, distance. You're going to love it, but you probably won't get it. He went the distance, but it was in the UK. He's still kind of blue. I, uh, Brian, this seems aimed no, at you. No, I got, I got I, nothing. I, I got nothing. Kind of blue. Work backwards. Oh, so kilometers, Davis? Yes, that's the answer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> who is, who who is, is kilometers, kilometers, Davis? Davis? <laughs> I think I was clearly good. asking a question. You're welcome. I will take the points. <laughs> I could do, could do that's for very three. impressive. And I will take the win. All right. Haiku Tuku do for 300. Wow. She is known for jazz, an elegant performer, played without her shoes. Played without her shoes? Yeah, known for playing without shoes on. Oh, is that, uh, who is Ingrid Jensen? You got it, Ingrid yeah, Jensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is, I, 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 she's a spectacular player. She really the, is. The movements that she moves while she's playing, mm -hmm. she is in, she is embodying her music. You got to see her. Like, listening to her is is not the whole experience. That's absolutely true. Haiku yeah. uh, Tuku two for four, please. Wow. Which, by the way, seven, seven syllables, so that worked out great. Okay. 400. Remarkable voice. A trumpet inside her arm. Tony Bennett's friend. Who is Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, yeah. Yes, that, that uh, trumpet tattoo she has on her mm -hmm. bicep is actually was drawn by Tony Bennett. Oh, yeah. right. Oh, cool. There we go. That's great. Haiku oh, this is amazing. Five, All right, here it is. Haiku Tuka 500. What the heck is that? It looks like a saxophone. Sure, I will play it. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> Brian doesn't know I have no idea He hasn't idea. figured it out yet But Joey's no. all over it And Joey he knows can't, exactly he can't what breathe. I did Should I, I read it again? Please Should I read, read it, again? it again? What the heck is that? Oh, it looks God. like a saxophone Sure, I will play it <laughs> Who is the patron saint of the open bell? Brian, you got it? <laughs> Who is? Come on, Brian the, Who's no, the patron I'm... saint of the open bell? <laughs> Stephen Bale Weinberg. No. No. <laughs> no idea. Keed, Go ahead. Keed Bugle. Oh, Keed Anton Weidinger. Anton Weidinger. Oh, my God. What the heck he is gets that? it in every single time. It looks like a saxophone. Sure, right. I'll play Keed it. He built it. Sure, I'll play it. <laughs> he built yeah. it. He, he was in on the ground floor. I'm, I'm so looking it. forward to that. He knew one. exactly what it was. <laughs> All right, so let's get over to uh, duets for uh, before and duets. after for two. Before and right, after for 200. Two. I oh think the only one that stands a chance at this is Joey, and no I shot. think it's going to be difficult. I got, I got no shot. <laughs> Animated family named Belcher meets trumpet virtuoso for a double with cheese. Oh, my God. Hold on. Belcher? <laughs> 
animated family he's so happy with the himself struggle on your face right now is like yeah animated I, I, they're uh-huh. animated yeah i get that that's part. an animated show yeah animated family named belcher meets trumpet virtuoso for a double with cheese I don't have it. I don't know what show that is. I got nothing. Bob's Hoken Hardenberger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) Wow. Uh, That's painful. Uh, I really thought you were going to get that one. Duets for three. 300. I don't watch that show. My daughter, my oldest daughter watches that show. I don't watch the show. I I just want to say these last two, I'm really proud of these two. We got three left. (laughs) oh, Oh, yeah, we do. I'm proud of all three of them. He's proud of two of Starting these. Starting with this one. I'm proud of at least two. two Good job, three. some of you guys. All right, here we go. For 300, puffing his cheeks the whole way to Bristol to meet Boomer for the broadcast. <laughs> Hold on. Puffing his cheeks all the way to Bristol to meet. Wait, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Say that again. Puffing his cheeks the whole way to Bristol to meet Boomer for the broadcast. So Diz ESPN? Dizzy Gillespie. <laughs> oh, I, I got the idea of it. I'm taking that. You're taking it. That's good. Yeah. You get those points, of course. Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah, I just went Dizzy SPN. Yeah, well, that's that works okay. as that well. works too. It All does. right, let's, not, let's not go as to well, but duets for four. It works as well, but it doesn't work as well. It works he well. He can play, but he can't he play. He can't play. <laughs> but he can play. <laughs> okay, 400. The second of four studies meets a tone poem by Strauss to make an epic trumpet call that sounds just like it did in Chicago. Oh my God, I got lost. I got lost <laughs> from twice the word go. The I got lost second, twice. The second of four studies. Are you with me so far? Yes. Yes. All right. Meets a tone poem by Strauss to make an epic trumpet call that sounds just like it did in Chicago. <clears throat> If you get this, it's going to be epic. I don't know uh, if you can. I, 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 tone poem. No, I, I, I've got Second of four of studies. It. Yeah, I've got that. Tone poem by Strauss. I think I've got that. Just like it did in Chicago. It sounds just like it did in Chicago. I really hope you don't get it because I kind of want to say it. Uh, you're going to have to say it. <laughs> Brian, nothing? It's like Clark and and Bud and I yeah that's where I am. You're very close. You're I know. hovering. Right, there, here is, it comes. I can't Ready nail it up. down. Yeah. New Bud Light also sprock Zarathustra. <laughs> <laughs> I had also sprock in here too. That's very good. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> it is wow. New Bud Light. Now yeah. the last one. Here we are at 500. I, I don't think you stand a chance to get this right. If it you get it look right, like it. we've only gotten one of these. <laughs> it will be amazing, but it's really not about you. Uh, this is entirely for uh, James Moore, interim president, oh, Dr. Pre- Reverend James you mean Moore. El Presidente. You mean, uh, yeah, El Jefe, the president. El Jefe, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, this is totally for James Moore. So, James, get ready, and you guys are probably going to fold. Here we go. We're definitely going to fold. I'm already Brian's folding. already chiming in. He's yeah. pre folding. I'm ready. <laughs> That's not new either. A group of Pittsburgh natives joins Cannonball's younger brother for a trip downtown. And James is I, screaming. I, got the, I think I got the first two. He's, but a trip downtown, I don't know what that means. Well, that's just kind of to confirm the first thing I said. 
A group oh. of Pittsburgh natives joins Cannonball's younger brother for a trip downtown. I I I don't know. You have, You'd to, have to be doctor pretty a couple. inside to get this. this yeah. One. Okay. So is the group Yins? Is that what we're going with? You're on it. <laughs> so Yins Nat what? Uh, that's where you're not inside enough to really get it. <laughs> that's what it's, I'm saying. But I got the first two. You did. You pretty well. That's you actually good. have. You have just about all of it. It's Yins and Nat Adderley. Okay, I'm mad now because here's the problem. Because you, you put it. the you put the yins in that. There's no in there. There's yins that. There's nothing else that goes in between those no. two clues. No, in that is a Pittsburgh thing. Yins and that, and that everything is a nat comes after it, and that, but it becomes a nat. So yins and nat, but nat is the nat of part of that nat Adderley. But the, but that's not the, how the clue is described. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't until the in at came afterwards. Are you are you protesting? Yeah, the president the had trip, no trouble. What's the trip downtown that? part? I'll tell you what. We're gonna let James. What is be the, the trip downtown part? The trip downtown. They're just going somewhere together. They're going downtown. But that's not part of the clue. That's not part of the clue. Because it, it kind of solidifies. You said the Pittsburgh Yins thing. and Nat Adderley. At Nat Adderley was the end of the second part of the clue. Where's the third right. part of the clue? Was the it was a no, complete it, it hoax? Was just to confirm the Pittsburgh thing. We're gonna let I'm, James decide. I'm at. We'll well, let sure, Dr. let Moore the president decide. call. He's going to. The president walk, had. Yeah, he can just veto this whole thing, and we're all off gonna, the air. He's going to make the decision. <laughs> he's a president now. He wow, can veto you guys, us. you um, did. Uh, it was a little underwhelming, actually. This Bill, that was very impressive. Yeah, Thank you. very impressive. Thank you. Just came to me. Just wrote it like this wow. afternoon. It's really great. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> all right, boys. Time for a couple things. From time to time, progress can seemingly stop. We reach a plateau, we find ourselves at a standstill, but have no fear. Today, we're going to address some strategies for breaking out of this holding pattern and finding our way out of a slump, getting ourselves back on the road to trumpet growth. If you've ever experienced a standstill in your playing, we're going to talk about that today. And I want to credit a former student with giving us this idea, Mitch Weaver, now serving in the U.S. Army Band, actually stationed uh, with the 82nd Airborne. Nice. Right nice. now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mitch Mitch reached out to me. He loved the podcast. Hey, do you think you guys could talk about what, what do you do when you're playing? Is it a standstill? And I said, hey, great idea. We'll talk about it. That's fabulous. Yeah. That's so excellent. The no. initial response is the obstacle is the way. <laughs> Joey? Wow. Right there you go. Well, right there. Yeah. Okay. Before we go in, because I, I we have like most times we discuss the topic but not the specifics. So I don't know where you guys want to start, how you want to start, or how we want to go no, down. Go so on. I thought we'd start with this: What do we mean by standstill? So That's because a, a, a standstill, I think, is when you get to a point of you think you've been trying to address this and reach a point of frustration that is so great that you know something you need a, either a, a new approach or something else to do. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Right. So we got to get that point. This isn't that, hey, I, you know, I worked on this for 10 minutes and, well, I'm not better yet. That's not what <laughs> we're talking about here. <laughs> what we're talking about is <clears throat> I've been going at this. I've been going at this and I just feel like I am stuck in a rut. I'm stuck. I'm not able to move. No matter what I do, it seems like it's just the same thing over and over again. That's what we're talking about. And this is after real live work. This isn't a short term, you know, a bad day or even a couple of days of frustration with an etude this is bigger than that can we agree on that part we right? agree yes. sure we i just agree. want to make sure we're clear on that because i know that you know i go out of my way to make sure 
sure my students are challenged and in some cases even maybe leads to a little bit of frustration, I'm not only okay with that, I think that's part of growth. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is definitely more than that. So can we go in with, can I just throw out the first strategy and see what you guys yeah. think? Well, sure, go sure. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right. So step one, take a break. Yeah. Mm, I like it. <clears throat> the first thing is, if you know, if, if you're if you feel like you're beating your head against a door over and over again, stop beating your head against the wall. You know, the first <laughs> thing is, let's stop. Let's take a break from whatever that is that is frustrating you. Get away from it. Thoughts? Yeah. So what if you're in a gig where but this guy is right where you're in a gig and it's it could be musically frustrating. It could be artistically frustrating. And there's nothing you can do about that. Right. right. So what do you yeah, do in that I, situation? I think Mitch Mitch's thing was when he when he reached out to me and we talked about this was that, you know, he got out of basics, you know how that goes and he's in the army school of music, right? And yeah. then he gets out of there and he's ready to go for the for the thing and feels like, Okay, like I'm ready, I'm ready to step in and do the job, but he still has this growth mindset of but now I want to move forward and I want to get better and I want to play mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over again, like you're like you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well um <clears throat> in, in that case we're already to my number two. Mm -hmm. Because right. the first thing Good. is you have the option, mm -hmm. get away. Like, I do really like the idea of the break. break. Create yeah. some space between you and the issue. Absolutely. Even even if that means like like if you have that kind of option, like the end of a school year, you just feel like you've been you know you're stuck. Like okay, the next week I'm going to take a break. Mel Broyles, who I studied with in college, said at the end of the season for the Met every year he put his horns in the closet. He put his horns in the cases and put them at the back of the closet. And for a week every year he was not a trumpet player. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not that much of a take-the-time-off guy, and I have a different kind of schedule, but that idea of then when you come back, it's a full reset. It's like you're starting over, and I'm going to teach myself how to play trumpet all over again, and wow. then I can kind of let bad habits go and really come at it from a fresh perspective of, like, I don't have any problems. I'm just starting fresh and just go in and start clear. That's what I mean by take a break. Literally could be time off and get away from, if that's an mm -hmm. option. Right. If that's not an option... Then in your practice time, turning your practice completely on its head, you got to do something completely different. And I'm with you on this. Different stuff yes. and differently. Yep. Um, that's that's on my list, which is change it up. Yep. Right, like the order, the content, the time of day, the things that you're working toward, uh, everything and anything, to set a new goal, right, and and change it up, um, even if it means planning a recital that you weren't thinking about doing, to give yourself something to aim for, right? Uh, or offering to play somewhere, even if you're not being paid, but just get out there and play. Put something in front of you that makes you change things. Yeah, having some some sort of goal. Um, in, uh, in 1997, Car George Carlin was being interviewed by Jon Stewart. Um, and it was, it's, if you guys get to see it, it's a fascinating interview. And of course he was brilliant. Um, and uh, he said this quote that, that I, I still find um, very interesting. He said, an artist has an obligation to be on route, to be going somewhere. Hmm. So if you consider yourself an artist of your instrument, and this is an art that we're, that we're um, trying to be participants in, um, and if you're doing it as a, as a job, you have an obligation, a moral obligation to be going somewhere, not, not just staying where you are. To do that, you have to have an idea of where you want to go, what you want to do. And change, just changing things up would, would help with that. But yeah, just volunteer to play somewhere. Set up a thing. In two months, I'm going to do this show at this place. Um, I think it's really important to have a have a goal. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's possible to change just about anything. So I got to tell you, I had this, I did this thing myself this morning. You, as you know, I've been working on this Reganese concerto. Yeah, yeah. And kind of hammered down on that. And I don't, I don't really feel like I'm at a standstill. I feel like I'm growing every day from the thing. But I sort of felt like I was getting into a bit of a rut the way I was practicing some of it. So you know our building here, and then I have this lovely office. But I used to practice in the stairwell in the mm-hmm. back corner of the other building. And when I last time I commissioned a major piece, it was for ITG in 09 from Bruce Shirko. And it was the hardest thing at that point that I had to learn. And so, but I remember practicing in that stairwell. So this morning I went over there and spent about an hour just playing, yeah. playing some of the sections of it. I changed my location entirely, went to this place that sort of means something to me in terms of my playing, and spent, man, did I like arrive at some clarity there about <laughs> a whole bunch of things. Just being back in that space and kind of just renewing that was really cool. Simple thing. Simple thing. So what what you both talked about are are great. You you can talk about what you're practicing. You can talk about where you're practicing. You should also talk about when you're practicing. I'm a fairly, you know, rigid guy, as you guys know, and that might be a bit of an understatement. (laughs) As like, you know, 7 o'clock means the metronome goes on. Well, if that's what you want, all right, well, maybe I'll just, I'll start at noon and do different stuff. There is no rule, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that... Uh, if you're practicing, you must practice in this order, this way, at this time. Uh, you know there are things that you find work best for you, but yeah, change everything. You can change everything uh, when you're uh, when you're talking about mixing this up. Say, uh, okay, well, you know, I've always gone about it like from the technical part. Okay, I'm going to start my practice session reading some lyrical etudes. Mm. You know, and yeah. I'm going to do them outside in my backyard at noon. Right. You know, right. Uh, you can you can literally change every single aspect of your playing and see if any one of those sorts of things helps freshen that perspective and helps you kind of, you know, get your, get yourself back to moving forward. Yeah. Order some new music, right? Maybe go back to a solo you always wanted to learn that you never had a chance to and just put that in front of yourself and try to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Um, And if you are doing, if you're diligent about things and you are doing the routine stuff every day and you're really hammering on the way at that, but you don't have a performance. Well, like we said, put one, put a performance out in front of you. Yeah, so make you one. Start to ch- yeah, make one. So you start to change that up. Well, yeah, people yeah. did that during COVID, right? They they made performances for themselves by saying, "Okay, I'm gonna every week I'm gonna post this series of etudes." Yeah, right. Right. It's a great now, way to do it. What if you're in the middle? What if you feel like you're at a standstill and you're in the middle of a hundred days of practice? Then what do you do? Oh, you just. <laughs> you, it's day like, fifteen. You're taking a day off it, anyway. Do you take a break. How does take that work? Break, yeah. I, I think we've seen how that works. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to let that go. No, uh, we should. We're, I'm never letting that go, nor should we. So, so, Joey, I'm sure you have another one, but I do too. But so, go ahead. I, I, I'm happy to yield the floor, please. No, 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 no. Okay, well, the, the next. Oh, which way no, are we no, going? No. You're going to going to you. All right. The third one for me is this, and this is the biggest one for me. Simplify. Mm. Right. If you're stuck somewhere, and, and and instead of keeping like pushing, 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 go back and say. I can play this. Make it simple and say, all right, I can't. I just had a, a, a student come in this week and, well, boy, this and the, uh, I'm really having a problem with these these intervals. I said, oh, okay. Well, like, which intervals? And it was like this etude that was played from G and then uh, G in the staff, D on the, on the fourth line, and then low E flat on the bottom of the treble clef staff. And I said, okay. So just play me from G to D like a G major scale. So, okay, great. So now just do like a gliss. Yeah, okay, great. Now you just play like that, but don't do the gliss. Okay, so that's easy enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
No, mm-hmm. can you just put me down to the E flat? Put me chromatically. Okay, great, great. Now do a glist. Okay, now just do that without the glist. Now let's put those two things together. Simplify. Everything can be simplified. Get out. Stop making music hard and start making it easy. This is one of the biggest things. Get back to what is what is the easiest possible thing. What note do you have to play? I have to play a C. Well, I can play a C. Okay, <laughs> just play a C. Do that. Right? Make, yep. Simplify, simplify, simplify. I think this is one of those things that gets overlooked. <coughs> Excuse me. When we think um, everything's more and more difficult, it's hard to take the step back and go, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. I, yeah, know, I that, can play that note, and I can play that note. Then I can put those two notes together. Great thing to do. Yeah, exactly. and and not only, not only might that reset things. I mean, it might reset it because it's giving you this sense of all of a sudden you're kind of re- conjuring up the sense of confidence that you have, right? Like, mm-hmm. part of the problem of being in a standstill is thinking either you don't know where to go or you feel like maybe I'm not getting better because I can't get better. Like maybe this is <laughs> I'm, I've reached the outside of it. So this is as good it. as I get. Yeah. Yeah. This maybe this is it. You know, but yeah, I love the, the renewed, idea of the renewed confidence part is, is hugely important because you do need to in the practice room prove to yourself that you can do things. Yeah. Otherwise, when you step out on stage, <laughs> you're going to be unsure. That's what practice is for. Mm-hmm. So get back, take that step backwards and say, all right, let's break this down to its basic components and I can do all of those. Which is so cool. I know, you know, what I, I know you're going to understand what I'm talking about here. As I'm listening to my students this week, all, by the way, who were underclassmen, right? These are all sophomores and juniors. Um, I heard moments of greatness. Yeah. Right? Surrounded by some moments that were not great. Sure, of course. Because there's always going to be stuff. It's a live performance. But, man, I'm thinking, oh, to be in their place with this, where you just had this (laughs) experience where you, like, you latch on to those things where you sounded great for half a page or whatever it was before something, you know, got away from you or you started to think about something else. Um, but there it is, right? That idea that those things are right there in front of you and you can, that man, you can build on that confidence. It's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. That's it. And you, and so without a recital, you might have to create that for yourself. So this idea of simplification can do that. You can create that great, that moment of greatness and then build off of that. I love Abs- it. Of course. Love it. Um, so mine was going to be, this is kind of funny, phone a friend. Ah. Right? Sure. Like, use use yeah. that lifeline. Talk it through. <laughs> and it was, so this is interesting, again, because this morning I went over there, so I'm kind of in a weird place because I'm it's all new music, but I'm in an old place where I used to practice all the time, and I was thinking about, there's a couple things I'm still struggling with. So, of course, I'm looking forward to today because we can, or you, I can reach out to you guys at any point. I can We can text about this yeah. or I can, you know, for those, send a for recording. Those, for those of you listening, we are in, obviously, we have a text thread going like most friend groups do. Sure. But inside that text thread are often short sound bites of us playing or even short videos. Hey, yes. check this out. What do you think of this? Yeah. yeah. We, we yeah. do this very, very regularly with each other. There was a week when I was sending pedal C's. <laughs> and then right. I just, of course, veered off of that. Yeah. And you Talk were almost me. almost getting them. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys were so supportive. Yeah. Well, that's what friends are for. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, this is a thing that we do. And we kind of just, it's just the thing that we do. We maybe don't give it much thought anymore. But 
But we've talked about this building, you know, on the on the show before about building your network and having your circle of people that you can trust. This is a great time if you are to stand still just to call a friend and say, what are you practicing? Can I send you a video? Can I send you this recording? What do you what do you hear? Like, what do you think I should be doing? You know, and just talk with someone you trust. Um, and we have, of course, the broader Trombamundi Brain Trust, if that's a that's an oxymoron, if there ever was one. <laughs> I think that was very um, well said. Yes, yes. thank you. Um, but, you know, just this past week, I had a long phone call with Jason Sullivan, and yeah. that was fascinating. Yeah. Ah, uh, the good doctor. He's um, awesome. And, yeah. Oh, just, just, there's the there 507 right on time. The 507 right on time. <laughs> um, but there's, a, you know, that, that in and of itself, just having a conversation about pedagogy, a conversation about playing and the things that I was confronting and that he was confronting, and we did, yes, we did talk about conducting. <laughs> Waggers. I just want to say he was very proud of some of the things he was doing with his conducting class, which I think makes him a, a wagger. Oh, he's a wagger. He's a no wagger. question he's a wagger. about it. Wow. He's got a degree in it. Right. He said. Yeah. yeah. Which makes him more of a wagger than I do. Yeah, I exactly. I, but he I, I didn't... don't think so. Your years of experience. <laughs> now, this brings us to something I just saw. <laughs> Doctoral Brian, equivalency. Brian may not have seen oh, yet. If we may take on. a short detour. Uh -oh. Brian, I, I, I have been happen. made aware by a very dutiful listener and friend of the show <laughs> that uh, our good Dr. Stoman is the director of vocal jazz at Messiah University. You're kidding. I'm more of a uh, faculty facilitator advisor and, and now and in the concert are you going to be at the concert of course are you going to be on stage or off stage no off you're not going to be on stage no, when the I'm vocal not, jazz group is no, performing i am i am not no nope. who runs their rehearsals um a student quinn so who's listed as the director well that that never should have gotten to the public that's not really <laughs> inaccurate <laughs> oh my gosh and i was i was sent that joe ekman of course, I actually didn't send it to me. He just posted it. He just went all in and posted it, highlighted it, circled it, yep. and tagged you guys. It's public knowledge. <laughs> nice. Unbelievable. I'm That's cheering. Great. I'm trying to do the right thing. Focal jazz wagger. Just trying to. <laughs> Another layer. <laughs> wow. Total other layer. On We're going to talk double about turtleneck that. for that? Because I, I have I don't know. probably more vocal jazz knowledge than most people trumpet players on you, have a lot of sh you have a lot of show choir knowledge. i have that as well <laughs> in addition to <laughs> don't, don't yeah don't forget i have a lot of vocal jazz history as well yes <laughs> and you seem to be more proud of it than i am so i'm proud of i'm just making statements <laughs> <laughs> well talk about being in a standstill there it is yeah, there right it is. here we are yeah right how did we get I, there I've... anyway I have one other you, thing to add. You started talking about conducting. Brian, go ahead. Oh, That's right. right. So, Jason, so, this is Jason's fault. Yeah. If you're looking for, it's all Jason's fault. If you're looking for some a little bit of inspiration, there's a great book by an author named Stephen Pressfield, um, and it's called The War of Art. Mm. And it's a great book um, full of ideas about um, how to sort of overcome obstacles in, in your pursuit of your artistic vision and ideas um, and some ideas for, you know, how you just simply have to fight through it um, and how you have to um, plan for it and, um, and, and how you think about getting out of your rut and how you think about um, being creative, um, taking the time, setting up your days. So you have that time to, um, to think deeply about your art and which direction you're going. I think it's, um, it's a really 
good book. It's an easy read. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of interesting too. It talks, he talks about all his ups and downs and, um, it's nice to see, um, to read about someone who has sort of trials and tribulations yeah. and got through them. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's really cool. the war of art, the war of art. Sometimes it feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, this was, uh, I mean, I think this is a great time to talk about this too, because I think students are in this place where we're back from break and now we're kind of in the grind, right? We're, we're in it till the end and it can yep. be easy to kind of, play. we're getting close with, with jury pieces and recital pieces and all that. So it's a great time to think about that. And, you know, and here comes summer, you know, eventually here in a few weeks, right? We're going to be looking ahead to that. And so it is time for a reset, at least time to plan one. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If you can afford to do that. I love the Mel Broyles thing. Yeah. I love that. Yes, that take great. a week. Take yeah. a week. Come back and find your face. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, listen, I think hopefully we've provided some stuff here that will give them give our, our listeners some ideas about things you can do, right? Change it up. Simplify. Phone a friend, right? Yeah. And, and read up. Do, listen to other and, people. And yeah, for sure. All right, boys, time for No Offense. Look, standstills can happen. It's not the end of the world. In fact, we think that we've shown how it can be an opportunity to kind of reassess and retool and reset for some exciting new growth. So if you let a standstill derail your progress and you simply give up, you're doing it wrong. Let's go. The obstacle is the way. <laughs> it, it's, to give it, up. it's okay, and it's even uh, probably good for you to be frustrated. Now, mm -hmm. but then the way around it, that's 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 the whole thing. That's the reason we do it. If it were easy, everybody would do it. Right. So when it's hard, take that as um, you're on the right track. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like and this came out of my conversation with Jason the other day. He was saying the optimum the optimum way to grow is 85% success, 15% failure. I think is the is the optimum. Like if uh, you're winning more than course, that. Of course, of course, Jason would have stats for this. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> so you know me, like I'm not a numbers guy at all, and he's showing me this stuff online, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and he gets pretty excited about data. Oh, he's oh, very yeah. excited about data. Now, the funny part about the 85-15, you, you might be thinking, man, that seems like a lot of failure. But um, that's pretty, if you break that down to fractions, if you think 5-6, five, 5-6 six, uh, five, six is 83 and a third percent. So that's more of an 83-17, uh, but that's pretty close. So if you're thinking for every five, for every six times you try, one time you fail, that's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. 5-6 is like the trombomundi of fractions <laughs> brian's never hanging exactly right. but it's there still go. but here's the thing but still a good hang it's still a good hang <laughs> it's a, a five-six and right. better for brian exactly <laughs> everyone's happy everybody's happy right. especially brian there it is yeah so don't don't view the standstill or the plateau as uh as negative and a, and a reason to get out right it's easy to find reasons to get out and yeah. reasons to quit and reasons to give up and don't like just yeah. use it as Stay an opportunity on it. To, to dig in. All right, boys. Well, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned. Tell your friends and neighbors and never, ever stand still. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell. Uh, uh, uh. 
Use of today's broadcast should be discontinued if rash persists. If this is an emergency, hang up and dial 911. Your mileage may vary. Employees and their families are not eligible. Closed track, professional driver, removing tag, voids warranty. Do not use if seal is broken. All translations from French in the Arben book should be assumed wrong. Offer void in West Virginia. Any persons resembling current interim presidents are strictly coincidental. Thank you to our amazing staff, legal consultant, press, hope, and fold, Dr. Appleby Weinberg's repair team, Earlham Twice and Estill Hiram, peacekeeper, Anita Mew. Alexander Technique Consultant, Ben Dover. Studio Furniture by L. Ron Cubbard. Excerpt Recordings, Andy Mistanote. West Coast Home Office, Jeff Ica. Transposition Officer, Betty Onzesi. Ear Training Specialist, Colin Response. Unemployment Officer, Oliver Gigserdun. Mr. Tartell's Wardrobe Designer, Harley Fitzhugh.